Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Problematic Women, the podcast and Facebook live show that showcases strong conservative women and likes to highlight the hypocrisy of the so-called movement on the left. I'm Bree Payton, staff writer over at The Federalist in front of The Daily Signal. My name is Jenny Malsabano. I'm a contributor at The Daily Signal, and I'm filling in for the great Kelsey Harkness this week. <laughs> so today we have a lot of things to get to, um, but first I want to draw y'all's attention to a tragedy that unfolded earlier this week uh, at a high school in Florida where there are an unknown, as of yet, uh, an unknown number of injuries and casualties um, at a shooting that is currently unfolding as we are recording this episode. Donald Trump has recently tweeted, my prayers and condolences to the families of the victims of this terrible Florida shooting. No child, teacher, or anyone should ever feel unsafe in an American school. And that's certainly true, and our thoughts and prayers definitely go out to the victims uh, and the family members and just everyone involved in the shooting, Um, police officers, first responders, uh, and all of that. There's still a lot of details that remain unclear, um, but we wanted to just draw your attention to that tragedy that is unfolding um, this week. So to kick things off, we are going to talk about Sports Illustrated and their decision to put naked victims of sexual assault. I'm talking namely Allie Reisman of the U.S. Olympic gymnastics team, who was, uh, you know, spoke up against the team doctor that repeatedly sexually assaulted hundreds of girls on this team. Um, She decided to pose for the swimsuit edition of Sports Illustrated, and she decided to do so without a swimsuit, without any clothing. Uh, The only thing that she was wearing were hashtags in Sharpie markers, and she deemed this to be, you know, an empowering thing for her to do. The magazine said this is you know, and empowering the sends a message um, and is really empowering. And we're giving her power back and helping her, you know, cope with what she's been through and sending messages like that. Um, and there's been a lot of talk, you know, on both sides of this. Is this actually empowering? Is Sports Illustrated just kind of using her? What's going on? What are your thoughts on all of this? I think there's a lot of different elements to this. And when I first read about it, my first instinct was, no, of course, this isn't empowering. <laughs> but the more I've thought about it, you know, who am I to judge? Like, she's coping with something so tragic, awful, and horrible. She's using this great platform that she's developed and really drawing a lot of attention to this. And she's become a national hero on this I think she's done a great job so if this is what she wants to do if this makes her feel empowered then I say go for it I think it's great to continue this dialogue as long as it's respectful and we should all respect her decision yeah I definitely agree with you um and you know I think that if so if you want to do this okay great you know good for you what I think is weird about this is the sports illustrated magazine being like oh yeah we're so benevolent like we're so generous by letting her take her clothes off for our magazine we're so woke we're so wonderful that's the part of it where i'm like y'all are not woke you just want which is fine like you're a magazine you don't have to um be this wonderful advocate for women and this you know beacon of empowerment it's fine but like can we call it what it is right you know what i mean and so that has been frustrating and I've seen men in particular come after people who have just kind of even just scratched their heads about this. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not sure that, you know, Sports Illustrated has 
the most benevolent motives behind um, their message. And, you know, men have come after them and been like, no, no, don't, don't, don't tell them that, you know, this is really empowering, we promise. And that part of it has made me like, hmm. Hmm, A little skeptical. Well, I wonder, you know, had she done this like organically on her Instagram or something, would it have raised the same amount of controversy, right? I don't think it it would have. I think people would have been like, okay, like I get, I get that you're doing that. But I think the commercialized aspect of it is what just makes it a little weird in my opinion and i think that's a very valid concern that commercialization so we'll have to keep an eye on that Um, another topic we're going to discuss today you might have heard vanessa trump went to the hospital really really scary stuff um ivanka has put out a statement don jr she was basically sent an envelope that had white powder in it and the reports i've read have said that when she opened it she did feel nauseated and dizzy dizzy so naturally she called 911 she went to the hospital and so did some other people that she was with Um, luckily there's no long-term effects she's okay but of course that's traumatizing and terrifying Um, it kind of shows you the state of where things are you have to feel for her and what's been incredible is on twitter kind of this liberal backlash an awful just response to it that don jr has been facing there were people tweeting out her apartment address where she lives just making such crass comments like oh you know they deserved it like look at the president i mean this is a woman who's the mother of five beautiful children she's a wife she's a mom why would we ever wish her ill will why do people go this far what do you think about this i think it's really disturbing yeah i definitely agree with you um and i mean no one deserves that you know what i mean like no one deserves to be sent white powder in an envelope i mean this is the ultimate form of cowardice um and i mean at the end of the day this is america this is a country where you're allowed to disagree with people and people are allowed to keep their lives and continue voicing their opinions so i think that this just fundamentally actions like this fundamentally undermine what makes this country awesome and what makes it great and is tragic for everyone even for people who are not fans of the trumps or disagree with them or whatever seeing someone go after someone who you disagree with in such a physical way mm-hmm. is really disturbing it is it is i think it's something to keep our eye on no one deserves that and i'm glad she's okay yeah um so next up we have justice ginsburg is back in action Um, talking about things that maybe she shouldn't be discussing that got her into trouble in 2016. She doubled down, Brie, on her comments blaming sexism uh, for Hillary Clinton's loss. And they asked her to elaborate, and she said something along the lines of, you know, Hillary Clinton had this macho atmosphere, and anyone who watched the campaign would say that sexism played a major role. I just think it's hilarious because to this day, Hillary Clinton, all of these supporters, Justice Ginsburg, they just can't acknowledge the fact that she was a terrible candidate. Like, yeah. she's not likable. She is corrupt. She is. She was just a terrible quality candidate all around. And they want to keep blaming it on sexism, and I don't think that's quite fair. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, were there some people who didn't vote for her because she's a woman and they are sexist? Sure. Right. Absolutely. But overwhelmingly, that's not what it was. It was because her stance is on abortion and healthcare and climate change and the economy and foreign policy are just completely out of touch from so many people. She skipped a lot of key states that she should have been focusing on. Um, She ran a really terrible, bloated Mm -hmm campaign that got kind of lazy at the end thinking that they were just they had it in the bag right so i think there's so many factors there and i think to blame it on sexism like notorious rbg did i think really is just a disservice 
to just women yeah. everywhere. And they're never going to learn from their mistakes if they don't acknowledge it. Like, I understand it fits a narrative that they're all trying to push right now, but it's not accurate. And I, I want you all to be able to listen to this. So here is Justice Ginsburg uh, voicing her thoughts this past week. What role I think it played, I think it was difficult for Hillary Clinton to get by even the, the macho atmosphere prevailing during that campaign. And she was uh, criticized uh, in a way I think no man would have been criticized. So that was RGB um, voicing her opinions. We're going to move on now to the Olympics. Bri, have you been watching? I have. Uh... But you know what NBC does? They know that a lot of people are in it just for the figure skating. They milk that event, I have to tell you. And you know what? Last night, I thought that figure skating was going to be on at like 7 o'clock. Tuned in. No, it was like four other events before. Yeah. And I don't appreciate that. You know what I mean? No, like, I, I just want. I just want the figure skating yeah. that's it they're they're smart they know what they're doing yeah you know? they definitely do <laughs> something that i thought was interesting was adam ripon i don't know if you've been following that but he is the first um skater first american to come out as gay and participate in the olympics and he's taken a lot of the media attention he kind of got into a little bit of a tiff with vice president pence what do you think about that I mean, I think it's fine to disagree with someone who's in a position of power. I mean, the last eight years, I've vehemently disagreed with the person, who, both of the people who served in presidential and vice presidential roles. But that being said, I think that a lot of the response and the treatment surrounding Mike Pence arriving at the Olympics has been really overly dramatic. Uh, and I think it's especially dramatic when considering that, you know, they're treating Mike Pence as an anathema and an evil dictator who just wants to lock up all gays, um, you know, and throw people in jail who don't go to church every Sunday, which is the way that they pretty much describe Mike Pence as being. Um, you know, and then on the other end of their mouths, they are talking about how Kim Jong-un's sister is like their new slate queen and how much they love her. Like, you know, you can't have it both ways. I think you have to decide um, and call out people when they are evil dictators and when someone is a duly elected official in a democracy, you should treat them thusly. Right. <laughs> but I don't think... Anyway, let's get to what Adam Rippon said more recently, he which did. has been the more interesting part of this. And I want to give him some credit because he's very entertaining. He's obviously very talented. Um, I don't quite agree with how he's been, you know, doing this with Pence, but I don't know if a PR person or an agent got to him. He did put out a statement that we're going to throw to in just a second, but he basically said, I don't want this Olympics, these athletes, to be overshadowed by my drama with Mike Pence. Like, he stands by his comments. We have free speech. This is America. That's great. But it's time to move on. So we're going to listen to that now. Here's Adam discussing Mike Pence. I don't want my Olympic experience to be about Mike Pence. Um, you know, I want it to be about my amazing skating and um, being America's sweetheart. So, Brie, I applaud him for that because the media attention has been pretty much put back on the athletes. We've had two 17-year-olds win gold medals. Like, I don't know what I was doing when I was 17, but it, I was not at the Olympics winning gold medals. This is incredible. Red Gerard and Chloe Kim have both won gold medals. They're both 17. And Chloe Kim, there's the most precious clip of her dad, who was an immigrant, and he calls her the American dream. And it's, it's really touching, and I, and I enjoyed watching it. I don't know if you got to see it, 
but there's a lot of good things happening over there and a lot of really interesting people and the attention needs to stay on them yeah i definitely agree with you and with that we will be back in just a second So there's been a lot of hullabaloo over at the Olympics over the way the media has been treating Kim Jong-un's sister. They've been dubbing her their new hashtag Slay Queen. Uh, The North Korean regime has sent over... I think it was like 230 or something like that cheerleaders that are all dressed in unison all dressed in red uniforms Mm -hmm. which should set off a lot of alarm bells for people who have been acting like Handmaid's Tale is happening here in America I think you should look at you know a group that's made up of exclusively young women dressed entirely in red who are forced to cheer in unison uh, for an evil brutal Regime. I think that should set off your handmaid's tail alarm bells. Probably not, you know, requiring abortion facilities to adhere to the same uh, health codes as hospitals. They sent 10 times more cheerleaders and athletes. I mean, that should yeah. be a major red flag. And yet people are saying, oh, slay, queen, slay. She literally slays. Like, this is a murderer. She, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, but actually. She doesn't slay with her <laughs> glaring looks. She slays like. Like, she yeah. is complicit. She is in charge. I mean, I encourage people to read up on North Korea and what these people go through. Like, this is a utopian, terrible, terrible society. They commit murders right and left. They enslave people for life. We have Americans still over there now. Otto Warmbier came back just with his teeth rearranged, moaning, groaning, not even the same person, not even awake, died shortly after. I mean, you have to think about the horrible things that Americans and their families have been put through and not just the North Korean people. So I have found this whole just obsession with Kim, Kim Jong-un's sister absolutely sick. They're even like trying to compare her to Ivanka. I, I don't get that yeah, at all. Yeah, which is the weirdest part. Okay, so I'm just going to read a couple of yes. headlines just to show how bananas this is. Because we're not making this up, right? So CNN, this is their this was their headline last weekend. Kim Jong Un's sister is stealing the show at the Winter Olympics. Yahoo, all swagger and smiles. Kim Jong Un's mysterious sister gets her star turn at Winter Olympics. Yahoo, Kim Jong Un, Kim Yo Jong. I'm sorry, that's her name. North Korea's political princess. BBC, Kim Jong Un's sister, sweet but with the tomboy streak. Yeah, I guess throwing people into gulags and torturing them counts as having a tomboy streak. And then the Washington Post said the Ivanka Trump of North Korea captivates the people in the South. And that was what you kind of alluded to a second ago, which is that so many people decided that for some reason, um, Kim Jong-un's sister, who's literally like the blood relative of a brutal dictator whose family allowed like million, three million, I think it was, people to die in the 90s during this really brutal famine. And they have told their people recently, prepare to starve because the sanctions have been slapped down. This was like two years ago. Um, and an unknown people have suffered food shortages and amid famines, amid floods, amid like all sorts of natural disasters on top of the regime pooling like a huge amount of its GDP into the army and into developing nuclear weapons to use against us. Yeah. Like if they had their way, we would just be incinerated right yeah. now. Yeah. That's and exactly yet, what. And yet like, she's just like Ivanka. 
Oh, just like Ivanka. Just like Let Ivanka. me tell you, just so warm and loving, such a great human. It's been kind of disgusting to watch. And can we just applaud Mike Pence? I thought he went over there and did exactly what a representative of his level yes. should be doing. People are freaking out on Twitter like, oh my gosh, his sister's giving him side eye. He's not shaking their hands. Good. I'm glad he didn't shake their hands. I'm glad yeah. he ignored them. They want the media attention because they're all about propaganda. Mm-hmm. So while our media is just giving them everything they want, thank goodness that Mike Pence has enough sense and he's such a great patriot that he's ignoring them he's shunning them he's not giving them what he wants he's not backing down all americans should be applauding this yeah i think it's interesting how easily swayed the american media seems to be by really brutal regimes and authoritarian dictators i mean first it was russia and now it's north korea um i think that this is a trend uh and i think there was a clip of mike pence that you wanted people to hear just listen to what he had to say we're going to make it crystal clear that our military, uh, the Japanese self-defense forces, our allies here in South Korea, and all of our allies across the region are are fully prepared uh, military to defend, options. Uh, well, to defend our nations and to take what is action is necessary to defend our homeland. So there he is. He's made it very clear that he's not backing down. As you said, he refused to shake her hand. He refused to acknowledge her. He skipped a dinner where he was going to be seated at the same table. Um, that's insane. Whoever is organizing the Olympics and calling the diplomatic shots, I think needs to be, you know, fired from their job. Um, but I do agree with you that Mike Pence is absolutely doing the right thing and refusing to normalize a dictator. And for an American media that's constantly screaming about normalizing dictators 24 seven on the news, um, just every single day, I think it's just very clear that, you know, a dictator is a dictator and a duly elected president of a democracy is not a dictator. But I mean, I guess that's a little bit too hard for a network that, you know, has trouble identifying fruit. So maybe, you know, we'll just give him a mulligan, I guess, in that case. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to crown our problematic woman of the week. Yes, it's time. Yeah. So while the American media has been busy talking about how empowering wearing his jobs are um and how awesome it is that macy's is deciding to sell them which i actually think is fine i think you know Mm -hmm. if you if there's a market to sell that and women are interested in buying it i think you should make that garment more accessible to them but i think that a lot of feminists have taken that way too far and calling this article of clothing to be something as a symbol of freedom um and this wonderful thing because women who in iran who are forced legally to wear a hijab at all times when they are outside in public, they say, no, this is not a symbol of freedom. This is a symbol of oppression. And recently they have been removing their hijabs in public and several women have been jailed for doing this. Okay, so it all started with a 31-year-old mother whose name is uh, named Vita. And she her videos went viral when she decided to remove her hijab in public um, and it spurred a lot of other women to follow suit and do the same thing. And a lot of news reports have been talking about how powerful and how much momentum this movement has been gaining because these women are doing it for a few moments at a time, making you know their stand, making this declaration clear, and then putting the hijab back on and continuing on with their lives, which makes it very difficult for the religious police to track them down, to stop it, um, and I think indicates that there is a lot of groundswell for this sort of 
action and this movement what do you think about everything that's going on over there well i think it's incredible what these women are doing this is real bravery and i wish that the media here in america and the feminist here in america would highlight that and recognize that more because these are true acts of bravery and courage that deserve our attention and they deserve to be discussed i mean they can face what 30 years in prison some of them haven't been heard from the whole regime there is corrupt i mean they're they're facing life and death like they're, they're facing being away from their families forever i mean this is real they are real consequences to what these women are doing and they are heroes yeah i absolutely agree with you and when you end up as you said when you end up in an iranian prison there is no fourth amendment to make sure that there's due process and to make sure that the reasonable bail is being set they kind of don't have any of those things um and as you said several women have been jailed some of these women you know we didn't hear from them for a while we weren't sure what was going on um and we just recently started getting more details about this i think you are absolutely right in pointing out that american feminists and american news media have a hard time acknowledging um the steps that women in actually really oppressive regimes are taking to liberate themselves i mean when women protested to obtain the right to drive in saudi arabia most of them were silent about it and now you know the movement about uh relaxing the modesty rules and relaxing the hijab laws have has been almost completely ignored by the same group which i think is negligent honestly if you're a feminist and you're concerned about women's rights it's negligent to ignore that yeah i think i think here there's sometimes a bit of a selfish aspect and they can't look more broadly into these real acts of courage it's very about me 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 and not what's going on in other parts of the world yeah i think you're right i think it's very insular Mm -hmm. um and you know we've talked about that frequently on our show how it's not open to women who think differently women from different countries it's not open it's very narrow uh, and it pushes a very specific agenda and if you don't agree with the tenets of that agenda then you get pushed out yeah yeah and and kelsey harkness wrote a great piece on the federalist about this yes which you should all go read go read it share it because it deserves to be shared um well that's a wrap for us for this week uh we want to talk at cpac cpac cpac's coming are you ready yes i'm ready we're gonna have lots of fun things going on lots of panels and fun interviews so you should check out the daily signal and the federalist to see what we have coming up where can people follow you on twitter you can follow me on twitter at jenny maltabano and you can also follow at daily signal you can follow me on twitter at brie underscore payton and you can read all of my work over at thefederalist.com We'd love to hear your thoughts. Please share, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a collaboration of The Daily Signal and The Federalist. It's produced by Lauren Evans of The Daily Signal and Kelsey Harkness. You can tweet segment ideas to her on Twitter, at Lauren Eliz Evans. If you like this podcast, please support us by rating and subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate you sharing problematic women with your friends and for supporting strong, conservative women who are standing up for America's culture. <laughs>